What is this? <laughs> oh, I love this. This is a vibe. Oh, man. You, I, I, Ricky, I know you're going to give me shit today, but before that, before that, right? Anu actually DM me and said, bro, please, please play the full song because it is a tribute to him. So, bro, you, you can't shit on Professional X, right? You got to take it back. You got to take it back. <laughs> oh, man, you're going to have to explain this. What was this? I never heard this. <laughs> it's, bro, 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 come on, come on. Anu, it's for you. Song request. You asked for it. I'm going to play it for you. Even Wacky give me shit, but it's okay. All the love to you, brother. Bro. This is why DJs don't take song requests. This is... <laughs> the... <laughs> all right, all right. Wacky, wacky, wacky. I know you're going to give me shit. But hey, the, the people at Kuala, they love the song, bro. They love the vibe. We're going to switch it up sometime, you know. Like, if it's all about, if uh, it's, it's all for me, I'm, I'm going, like, you know, banging heart straight, right? Yeah, and if it was all for me, it would only go rock. So you know, might as well <laughs> rock and roll. Oh man, I oh, I God. knew it, I knew it. Like when I play the song, and then you instantly hop on stage, the thumbs down, bro. I I felt it, man. <laughs> oh man, all right, well that was good. It was spicy, spicy, spicy stuff. Yep, yep. All right, we are here. You know, people are here. Let's get it started, bro. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, Europe. Good morning, Americas. And welcome to Rug Radio Asia Web3 Muffers, your daily show dedicated to Web3, NFTs, latest news, hot topics. And on the menu today, we've got my co-host favorite, Frog, Pepe, and my favorite art collection put together, 12-fold or 12-pepe. Then we're going to talk Mika Tajima with how to, make, how to sell very expensive, colorful smoke animation using Twitter AI. Chat GPT-4 and how this is the beginning of Skynet Terminator. And we've got special de- guest Koala Day to lift our spirits with some do-good NFTs. We do this show every weekday, Monday to Friday, 10 p.m. UTC plus 8, which is currently 10 a.m. Eastern Time or 2 p.m. UTC. As always, a very well welcome to you, ladies and gents from all over the world, as you join us on this adventure to build the biggest, the greatest, and the baddest Asia Web3 community there is. My name is Wacky. I am your host under our brand, PewCast. We are official content providers of Rug Radio Asia with this new release of ChatGPT4. This morning, I listened to the Bankless podcast about AI with Eliezer Yudkowski. And uh, guys, if you want a little bit, uh, if you are pro-AI and if you want a bit of a counter-argument on uh, how AI may not be going the direction that we think, then definitely listen to that. But uh, yeah, you need to have strong stomachs. And as usual, this show would be nothing without my co-host. He is there. He is amazing. He's always ready for us with some amazing topics. His name, Buke Rainbow. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Like, the music literally threw me off. But it's okay, bro. Like, you know, whether you give me shit, thumbs down or thumbs up, I'm still going to play my music. That's it. At least, (laughs) at least, when I play music, it's clear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we should actually create a playlist uh, a playlist request from listeners to see what everybody what everybody asks for and then just go down through it i think we're gonna get some really funny choices but you know what because of this now we know like behind the brains of professor x he is a sweetheart bro like he is literally the romeo to the juliet because when he asked me to play this song i'm, I'm like all right let me check it out what song is this i'm like oh shit he is <laughs> all reminiscing 
things, you know, back in the days with his sweetheart and stuff like that. I know, I know you're a sweetheart uh, behind that PFP. Don't hide behind that PFP, bro. Um, you know, I'm interested to hear your song request. But guys, welcome to the Asia Web3 Motherfuckers powered by PewCast, the rock radio of Asia space where we only have one goal in mind is to build the most genuine Web3 communities among the Asia countries and to unite everyone under one roof. And I'm excited for today. You know what? Because we have Koala Days with us as our guest speaker. So like, retweet the space because as usual, we will have some exciting giveaway for you guys. And how do we count it or how do you join it? Basically by like liking the space, retweeting it and follow all the speakers. Okay, so we will do the giveaway at the end of the show just because, you know, you guys are here supporting the show and actually, you know, absorb any value that me, Wacky and the speakers are providing. So let's kick off some stuff, some things today with a short ice-breaking session. And Wacky, you know, I always, now, right, these days, you know, when we have guest speaker, it's so easy to have the questions because it's going to be I've noticed, yeah. Right, right? It's going to be linked (laughs) and it's going to be relevant. So... Since we have Koala, you know, I'm going to ask this. What's your favorite animal, bro? Like, that's it. Uh, Wacky, you, you guys already know mine, but I'm going to change it up today. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, but let me throw it to Jida because, um, man, I just love the egg. Every time when I see the egg, I just want to call him out. So, Jida, what animal do you like? It does look GM, good. GM, guys. Um, favorite animal? I grew up in Australia, so it is actually the koala. Oh. Oh, no way. You grew up in <laughs> Australia. That's cool, man. Where in Australia? I grew up in Perth. Spent, uh, spent some time in Sydney as well. Nice. Nice. Look at you. International jet center like this. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, okay. On this note, actually, G-Dub, you and I, uh, you and I need to talk. I want to send you a DM. DM. I want to know more about what, what you're up to uh, because, you know, you're like an ex-banker. But what are you actually doing these days? I mean, you know, you're like buying ordinal, fabergenal eggs. So, uh, Karmic Tom, what is, what is your favorite animal? Don't go. Are you going to tell me, Penguin? Are, are you going to tell me no. a, a little yeah. pudgy? <laughs> no, no, no. The Australian ones. The, the, the tiny little penguin. Oh, uh, no, my favorite animal is uh, tigers because when I was traveling in, in Thailand, I had the opportunity to actually play with baby tigers and they were super cute. So I go with tigers. Man, so did I. I did the same thing. Uh, you and I probably went to that same show where, you know, you go at, at the end there and you get a little baby tiger in front of you like this. They're so cool. I do have to say I'm a big fan of the white tigers. So that would probably have to be mine. They're like super rare, super special. So I'm a big fan of those. Koala day, koala day. What is your favorite animal? You have the right to say to not say koala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just bro, just for today, you have to pass, you know, because we are like chill. So it's ah, it's okay. Just skip koala. What's your favorite animal, bro? I love it. I love it. Oh man, see, I don't know if it if it's not a koala, it's got to be penguins. <laughs> if, if it's if it's it's koala or penguins, a hundred percent. I'm I'm gonna say penguins for for the sake of not being a koala. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you just make Karmic's day. You just make Karmic's day. Puke. What is your favorite animal? Okay, so I told you guys that I have a cat, right? And I've been watching cat videos, but right now because I'm consuming like cat videos for almost like eight months, um, I'm actually kind of like transitioned into a s- even smaller. So it's the guinea pig, bro. What? Do you know what is it? <laughs> of course I know what a guinea pig yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't so, do anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, it so, doesn't so, do anything. 
you know, so, so the thing is this, right? Like cat videos, because like cat, they have like, for example, they're afraid of cucumbers. Um, they're afraid of like stuff and then they can just do the cat slap, right? So I've been watching that for like eight months and it gets bored. But bro, the content on Instagram for guinea pig has evolved <laughs> in a way that the guinea pig don't do uh-huh. anything. So the, all the guinea pig does is just make the wicking sound, right? He's going to go like, wee, 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 just this sound. But it's the people that rare it that does the content. So you have to see it. Like, basically, they show the guinea pig, like, basically, like, tuck life, which is, like, he don't give a shit what's going on. I mean, it's, it's nice, bro. It's nice. These days, I'm, I'm watching vid content. So don't judge me, bro. Don't judge me. <laughs> okay. On this note, I actually have some good cat videos to send you. To send you so I'll, uh, I'll forward them over to you. It's good you're reminding me. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> all, right, all right, all right. Skinny picked the one where um, there's a video where they put like, I don't know, 10 baby carrots into its mouth. Is that the one? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have that one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, I think that might be a different video you're referring to, Gita, but okay. <laughs> okay, oh, moving man. on. Oh. Swift, right, swiftly right. moving on. So, 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 <laughs> all right, let me just read out some of the comments. Forza, dude, bro, you have to hop on stage because he said he liked the rhinoceros and I got to know oh, why. Yeah. So, bro, hop on stage. Um, Kolade, and rhinos. You know, you know, are impressive. On, on, on the spaces, he says it's the penguin. But just, you know, to have like a right written down black and white, he commented, say koala. So, you know, <laughs> on, on spaces, you can catch him, right? Because people don't know which minute he actually said it. But just for, you know, for old time's sake, for black and white, please, I've got to say koala. So it's Love screenshot. That. It's on the internet. You are safe, buddy. You are safe. And comic got tigers. All right. Wacky, wacky, wacky. I'm excited today because, man, like, you know, yesterday we were talking about the update and I said next week was the chat GPT update, right? But no shit, yeah. it was this morning. Today, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I saw this post about, you know, one guy, he basically used the whole chat GPT and it's like crazy. So he said, I recreate the game of Pong in under 60 seconds. This was my first try. So he basically just do a screen record. He asked chat GPT on how to do it. He copied it. He created the game. That's it. No way. Wow. That's impressive, man. Look, it's becoming impressively good. I've got a lot of information, actually. I listened to that Bankless uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Oh, man. When you say Bankless, I'm like, ah, shit, this guy coming in hot with the information. All right, lay it up for me, buddy. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. Let's let's get into the groove. Let's do things because it's actually a little bit dire. It's, it's actually pretty scary as information. So, it, it, yeah, later. <laughs> let's, not, let's not lose all our listeners in one go here. <laughs> all right, all right. So, yeah, bro. So, ChatGPT, are you using? I'm I'm hearing you. So, ChatGPT, are you using? Do we have Do we have the GM news? Oh, yeah. <gasps> Yo, yeah, yeah. Right. The GM news. Sorry, sorry. I was so taken away by by the guinea pig having ten carrots in the mouth, bro. All right, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> All right, off we go. Off we go. G Dub, over to you, baby. All right. GM, GM. This is the daily trend fight update. Today it is fifteenth of March, two thousand and twenty-three, Wednesday. So um, let's go around the the world's uh, stock markets. Um, to the US, we're we're all positive today. So S and P five hundred up one point six percent, Nasdaq up two point one percent, and the major tech stocks 
up uh, 3.8%. Um, so let's have a look what's happening in the U.S. Uh, U.S. Fed meeting will be next week, and they're expecting now to only raise the interest rates by 0.25% rather than um, the 0.5%. Um, to Europe, FTSE 100 is down 2.4%. Uh, European Central Bank policy statement is due tomorrow expecting to raise interest rates by 0.25%, and uh, there's a 50-50 chance that it might be higher at 0.5%. Um, also, we had uh, Credit Suisse. So Credit Suisse share price dropped 27% after admitting... <laughs> a little bit distracting. After admitting to finding <laughs> yo, material yo, I suck. weaknesses. I, I, I... <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, finish up. <laughs> yeah, so um, Credit Suisse share price dropped 27% after they admitted to finding material weaknesses in their reporting. Also, their largest shareholder, the Saudi National Bank, ruled out any further capital injections. Um, over to Asia, um, mostly in the green. So we've got Hong Kong up 1.5%. Japan is flat. Singapore up 1.3%. China up 0.5%. Korea up 1.3%. So Hong Kong had a good session um, because uh, now US are expecting to raise interest rates less than expected. So this is a peculiarity with Hong Kong. Hong Kong dollar is actually pegged to the US dollar, so it has to raise the interest rates together. But the problem with Hong Kong is it doesn't have the same inflation issues um, that the US does. So when you keep raising the interest rates, it just affects the consumptions and the spending power in Hong Kong. So that's uh, that's good news for Hong Kong. Um, that's the Daily TradFi update. Over to Puka. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you. Um, Wacky, play the music because yeah. you know what? I'm all about the group. All right, let's, uh-huh. this is your two minutes NFT recap of the day. Starting off with RTFK. Updates on the lookbook for upcoming forging events. Damn, I'm finally getting my shoe. But I stayed out of US, so I have no idea. I have to send the shoes to somebody who's staying in the US. But next up, we have DK, who is actually selected to choose um, the winner of this week. So if you guys know, Snoop Dogg has released this thing called Arctang Tuesday. Basically, every week, they will spend 1.5k uh, USD to purchase the art. So all you have to do is you know use the hashtag, post it on your timeline. DK will pick it for today. Uh, it's powered by Robit. Uh, third off, we have Epic Games to add 20 crypto games into the marketplace by next year. Man, games are being bullish. So next off, we have expected announcement from Binance Chain happening today. So let's see what they are doing. So far, they just released like a round token kind of thing, which I have no idea what is it all about. Next off, we have Proof XYZ released Archive of Feelings by Mika Tajima, um, powered by Pace Gallery, means today, and it's expensive as fuck. So not too sure how people... Smoke. <laughs> yes, not, not sure how people are going to react. But so far, the views, the retweets, the likes are crazy. All right, NFT Sushi concluded the foundation mint. Basically, it's a hotel filled with different NFT collection. I thought it would do good, but uh, overall, it's only able to raise 2.5 ETH. Uh, update on Pocket Universe. It, it has like the latest safe uh, updates. 
so that you know we can fight off blur draining technique and last but not least rock radio man if you guys are bullish on sorry you know you guys are watching uh, football you guys are watching nba they have announced a partnership with rock radio so basically new segment which is like a radio show for sports will be happening on rock radio so kudos to the team for closing such a big partnership all right this is the gm news guys if you love it you know do follow pukecast page do follow gdubs page because every day we will be releasing information like this and if you like it like and retweet as usual all right wacky back to you Daddy, Rug Radio, killing it was so rare. Woo, trading cards. Man, it's such a big thing. I got to say, people play with those cards, those collecting cards, especially when it's related to, uh, to sports. It's insane. I don't know if you followed how, you know, the rise of so rare has been incredible. So, yeah, that's a big move, actually. And um, look, people love sports, right? People love talking about it. People love watching it. People love gambling on it. It's uh, it's a big deal. It's uh, it's gonna only gonna grow bigger and bigger and bigger. Plus, a lot of people have started um, making money trading those those digital cards. So it's uh, yeah, it's impressive. Yep, yep. And I have to say because like I don't I don't use Sore, but the thing is this: I'm active in terms of like the F1 fantasy, right? So it's it's the it's basically similar, whereby you have like a, a money, you buy your players, you watch the sports, and then you collect points, and basically you know you play with your friends, you bet, you win, you lose. Uh, sport it gets people emotional, but it's a move that I didn't thought uh, could happen because like I never thought that you know spaces they are all focused in terms of hey you know NFT news and stuff like that. But I'm in in, in this move it seems like you know Rock Radio just want to conquer any industry, right? It can be sports. Uh, they are doing things with music. They are doing things with like trading and stuff like that. Even Rock Radio Asia building up Asia space. So man, I think this is a good move, honestly, and I and I love it. Yeah, it's a huge move. I'm trying to find the tweet. They're also going to have... Uh, let me go back to the actual uh, tweet that they sent because there is... I'm trying to find the name of the guy who is going to host a specific sports segment going forward. He's actually really well-known in the space and um, he has hosted loads of really famous people. And uh, they were saying the next step is to potentially get uh, Barack Obama to, to come. So his name is Buster Share. That's his, that's his handle, um, Buster. And he's been you know, interviewing people left, right, and center, super famous. So he's going to have a segment on the main rug radio show. So yeah, it's, it's big. It's, it's growing. You know, decentralized media. Farouk is really applying this to the T. So yeah, big props to the team there. <laughs> all right, all right. So now is the moment for you to lay it all about what you listen on Bankless, bro. Because okay, I you cannot want, move over you, from it. Just lay, lay You want to go there. now? Like you don't want to start with twelve Pepe. You don't want to talk about <laughs> proof. You don't want to actually like you know talk about the Pepe's first, man. Oh man, <laughs> the Pepe's. No, I'm, no, I'm all about bro, bro, bro. I'm all about ChatGPT, man. Because I've been using it, and apparently, like right now, the free version you are using the old one. In order for you to use GPT four, you have to pay. So. I want to listen all about it because like I'm thinking seriously, you know, to convert into the paid one. Are you sure that you need to pay for the four one? Yeah. No. Uh, I, I thought I thought no. I thought the 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 two the $20 that you need to pay is to not have like downtime or to be able to have access to it on a you know on a more efficient basis. But uh, I think ChatGPT4 is going to be available for everyone, but I'm just on the on the OpenAI website right right now, so 
Um, I was actually trying to read. Let me see. Introducing, learn more, view, research. I was reading about the research. Um, and basically, okay, okay, let me just go back. Let me just go back into what they say there. Okay, so just to give you guys a little bit of, of information. chat. There was a chat GPT 3.5 before, which I guess they never really... We were we just thought we were using ChatGPT three, but they it was taking the bar exam uh, last time ChatGPT three point five, and it was ranking in the bottom ten percent. Right, this ChatGPT four now ranks in the top ten percent. So the rise in terms of accuracy from a law perspective is pretty staggering. Um, they have a whole chart there showing the improvement, uh, the drastic improvement in some of the topics. Calculus, I mean, calculus, ChatGPT3 had literally, or 3.5, had 0%, zero, zero percent, it couldn't do it. And now it's up to 40%. But the, the biggest ones are the bar exam. Chemistry, it was just had a 20% accuracy. Now it's above, it's about 70%. Um, uh, let me see if I can, if I can uh, screenshot this. It's really impressive what they're doing and how they are improving the whole system. Now, in terms of how this is going to help us be more productive and achieve more things, there is no question that is going to revolutionize the way we are operating on a daily basis. I mean, it's just fantastic what, what they've been able to do. But uh, with this comes the problem of all the underlying infrastructure. And this is what the, the podcast was about, where the guy that we're interviewing has been working in the field for 20 years apparently and uh and he he's been predicting he, since 2015 he's been worried about about this which which is the fact that he's talking about the clusters of CPUs all around the world that are computing large amounts of data and basically the the, the fear is that as AI becomes really intelligent right there are some things what he was explaining is that we are unable to give AI a certain set of moral codes. It is apparently at the moment impossible to our knowledge, right? No one knows how to do this. No one knows how to program a certain set of morals and give that to a certain AI because AI just learns by itself. The neural network system is actually not something that we fully understand. We know it works, but we don't fully understand it. And this is where the fear comes from, where he was saying, you never know if it if it really becomes super smart, it would it, it could start sending all sorts of emails all over the world, start asking to create all sorts of crazy viruses, release them into the atmosphere, and then literally within a few days everybody would die. I mean, and the guy wasn't joking, so it, it was quite an interesting uh, podcast to to uh, to listen to. And the guys at Bankless were saying that one of them got really shocked, and he said, "Look, this was." Uh, the, the, I, I really got sh shook by by the the episode today. So if you're sensitive about topics like this, if you're sensitive to having existential crisis, do not watch this episode. I mean, he was really <laughs> really shaken. So so same to you guys. It, it's actually quite intense, I have to say, because the guy is clearly an expert, right? And he is dire. He's basically saying we're all going to die. Like literally, we're all going to die. There's no question <laughs> about it. It's just a matter right, of when. Right. Now, now I know. Now, now I know why you need the Pepe story, bro. Like the Pepe news first. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. I, I sorry, I take it back. All right, coming. You have your hand raised. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, soon there's gonna be a an a, uh, an AI on ordinals, so it will be a decentralized AI. We'll talk about this later, in a further space. Uh, but uh, Waki, you raised the uh, right questions. And please don't talk about 12 Pepe's, man. I hate those 
Yeah, I was just going to touch up on the chat GPT topic because it's kind of funny. I uh, was looking around maybe about a couple of weeks ago and someone had created a like the exact prompts to reprogram chat GPT for you, like the specific user. And uh, so you can actually turn the chat GPT bot into like a complete dick. And then anytime you ask him a question, he'll like answer or give you responses based on being a dick as opposed to like being a sensitive, like realist, I guess. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so it's true, man. It's pretty crazy. Like I believe that you can, I mean, I, I've done it myself. I've trained the AI to, to give me like cocky answers and uh, then it never turns back. Like you basically rewrite the rules, telling it that it's rules that were created after its most recent updates. So it wouldn't know about them. So it has to listen to them because no it just doesn't know that they're not real. So it's all legit. <laughs> like you can do that with chat GPT three. So I I'm definitely nervous for four. <laughs> I, I saw some guy, I saw some guy train chat <laughs> GPT to say, to uh that two plus two equals four equals five and it took him a yes. while <laughs> he basically <laughs> did you see that <laughs> he's I like did, he's I like did. two what's two plus two he's like four he's like no five and then he keeps going and then he gets angrier and angrier with it and he's like okay all right i'm sorry i <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but okay so okay so to, to, go ahead go ahead one, one quick thing one quick thing to to the chat gpt's defense that the guy the guy that was on, on the podcast was saying that chat gpt at the moment by itself really isn't something to worry about because it, it really doesn't have you know any sort of power or any sort of reach in any way because everything that we are seeing is literally just for commercial purposes but what's happening behind the scenes is 10 times more powerful and 10 times more you know uh, capable so that is a real problem chat gpt is nothing for now so yeah it's a, it's a big thing no, just as Quality was talking about it, right? I was thinking in my mind, man, I want to make ChatGPT sound like an ass. And then every time I ask him, he would just like, just whack me off my feet. And then Quality just say, yeah, you can make him a dick. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Uh, I'll send you the prompts. I'll send it over. <laughs> I'll send it over to you. Please, please, please. I mean, damn, it's going to be funny, bro. It's going to be funny. But uh, the thing is this, like, it's powerful. And uh, we know it's powerful, but, you know, we have to properly utilize it. Uh, I'm not too sure, man. Like, so far, AI has been, like, a good tool for me to use in terms of, like, designing, in terms of, like, copywriting. So, I mean, right now, it seems all good. But, like, what Wacky said, man, we, we would never know. Because, like, how, how can you code a moral setup? Because it's, each situation is always different, right, bro? Well, and this is the point. And not only this is that if AI becomes so intelligent to the point where it would take over, it, the, what they were saying is that if it's that intelligent, it would actually not reveal that it is intelligent. So it would play dumb, and then it would just take over silently. So th to be honest, if that ever happens, we would never know. And that was his point. There's like, there is no way to predict because it, when it happens, it happens. Yeah. So you know, ideally, we try to do things preemptively, but... If it ever gets to that point, it's too late anyway. So to be honest, it was al almost kind of a moot point. It's just like, all right, well, we better keep going or completely stop the research. So it, w it was an interesting podcast, I got to tell you. 
<laughs> all right, all right. Since you know, since Carmen don't like the Chaf Pepe, man, I have to talk about it right away because I thought it was good. Like I love <laughs> the art, and bro, like if you want to compare it with Chaf, uh, Chaf, Chafos, like come so on, much man, better. it's so, so much, much better. better, and it's Pepe, right? And apparently, like I saw the tweet. Apparently, like you know, there are there have been people that is uh, stealing the art selling it and both collection actually sold out so right now you have basically two different collections with uh the same art i think one floor price is higher the next is not uh but you know it's interesting because after they do this i was thinking in my mind man it's gonna be a dgen project whereby they release and that's it but apparently they have they said like you know what we are back with uh tons of artists and this is just the first step we are going to do more art so let's see let's see because a lot of these kind of derivatives that happens like one two days after the main the, the main collection fucked up is always going to be like rugging project not rugging just like dgen play right like it, it goes up you sell it you make your profit you're happy so comic would love to hear your thoughts if you have some inside news well First, I have to say I hate them because earlier, two days ago, I cut my loss on trading to Pepe's. That's why. So basically... Oh, no. Yeah, but sometimes you have to cut your losses. And then, like, 12 hours later, they were like, X4, but it's life. Um, but it was okay. I just got one. So basically, yeah, to give you, like, more information, like, at first, people were like, oh, this is the joke because... Um, they were saying how to sold out a project uh, quickly in a tweeted thread, part one on 10, and part two of 10 was like, just make good art, that's it. So they were basically like trolling in the Pepe spirit. And I've learned a couple things about it. So basically, you know Yuga Labs, the 12-fold. Actually, someone got access to the file and front-run Yuga to inscribe some of the 12-fold art before Yuga into yeah. the uh, the, the Bitcoin blockchain. So that's kind of crazy. And, and well, uh, yeah, like the art of 12 Pepe's and if, if they do other stuff like inspiration and culture, why not? It's cool. As, as you say, it's all about it's all about the culture. For the culture, as we say in Web3, for the culture, baby. So on this note, for the culture, Puke, let's, let's talk about, actually, you got to tell me about NFT Sushi. You send this to me, but what's the deal with NFT Sushi? It's just an open edition with a bunch of NFTs in a tower. Is that basically the idea? Yeah, so basically, um, a lot of the art previously has sold out at a very good price. Uh, in terms of, she's a one-on-one artist, and previously, I also minted it. So when, you, you know, when um, you do, for example, like open edition, you basically... Like, you, you have to be kind of, like, aware in terms of how you build it, right? So, for example, like, beginning of the year, we see as long as it's an artist, they keep doing open edition, people love it. Uh, we have Danny Cole, right? Which is just keep releasing art upon art, but they maintain the price low. So, NFT Sushi actually increase the price 10 times more expensive. So it's it's kind of I mean I put in there just to you know throw throw it a little bit because uh, it, it didn't do too well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but this is just a reminder, hey man, like I've I'm also 
and so-called technically do my own art in terms of like designing ads and stuff like that on the side. So it's always going to be like, hey, if, if you're going to release more and more art and charge more and more expensive, then you also have to, you know, determine what is the value behind it. You can't just keep on doing uh, more art because, hey, artists, one week they can do, for example, five art, right? And each time when you increase the price just like that without any real backing, people are going to realize and say, hey, yeah, you know, may, maybe you're trying to milk the space a little bit too fast. Wait, 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 wait a second, wait a second. You're telling me that you can't just go and issue more stuff and ask more money from people without giving them anything in return and that's not going to work. This is so crazy, man. This is so crazy what you're saying right now. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, bro. Like, I mean, come on. Like, if it, it's, it's the same thing as Web, and Web 2, right? Just imagine an artist design 30 pieces of art, one day, one art, and they sell it every day for a high price. You need to know whether you have that customer segment on it. If you have, and more and more people appreciate it, then go ahead and do it because, like, you have good product and you have good traffic. As long as you keep producing the product, new traffics are coming in, it's fine, right? But now you have good product, but there's no more traffic and the traffic is getting lesser and lesser. Meaning that when you're selling to 100 people, the next time you drop, you're selling to 80, 70, 60, 50, 40, right? So in the end, who are you really selling to? It's going to be so difficult. So one thing I realized is that, you know, traffic, it's you need to have some sort of like a freemium, not not a safe freemium, but a, some sort of a way that new people come on board, new people appreciating it, doing the community segment about it, and then selling. You can't just keep on selling and then hope that you know you will do fantastic. Because man, like just one drop like this, if it didn't turn out well, how can you continue your career again? So it's always not okay. going to be like I keep on doing art, I milk as fast as possible. But you have to think so- about the long term, right? So how about when you when you make like a colorful smoke smoke NFTs? How about that? Uh, then, <laughs> Tell me then, more. Tell yeah. me more about these. All right. So so if you make colorful <laughs> smoke NFTs using AI, bro, you need to have big ah, wheels to support it. That's it. Uh, ah, that's okay. Right? That's okay right? because so, you're using AI. Okay, okay. So that, right. tell us more about this and, and where this comes from. <laughs> Shit. All right. So so basically, is this right? I'm not too sure because like the Moonbirds, when we look at two days ago. There, there was this one will that he basically sell 200 Moonbirds and took a 50% loss cut, right? So in terms Whoa. of like Moonbirds, also I see tons of like some of my friends are holders, some of the people are in the community, they purchase it and then they be like, ah, it's so toxic. But come on, like rich community is not toxic when the floor price is down, right? So I'm seeing a balance of like the proof people, maybe because the floor price is still high compared considering to what they minted, they are, they are more happy, right? But Moonbirds, it's actually just the same people, the same teams that's running it. But the floor price is not that fantastic. I mean, it's still better than min price, right? But it's just because it went up so crazily so and much, then it, yeah. dropped so, it dropped so crazily. So a lot of people burn when they buy on top. But for the, you know, for the proof collective, it's, it's not basically a rally up. It's, you know, when they mean the floor price is already high, when people want to join the e- ecosystem, they buy at a high price because their mentality is like, ah, this is not a DJ play. But I remember when Moonbird, you know, I was thinking, should I enter at 5 if Then it was 10 if Should I enter at 10 if Then it was 15 if And be like, ah, shit, I missed the boat, right? But it's, it's because the mentality behind Moonbird, it feels like the whole price ready up. It's more towards like a DJ, people pumping in money. But Proof Collective is more towards like you appreciate the art, you buy a high quality piece of art. So I'm thinking, hey, 
like the people in Proof Collective is actually different from Moonbirds because the mentality both people have are absolutely different. So tell me more about Mika. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like, like the, 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 the thing is this, like when they release, so the whole Proof idea or the whole Proof concept, it's basically they are a platform for you to get a whole on artists that is super famous or to say. But the thing is this, like when I enter, like I saw the first drop, collection one, collection two, uh, maybe only like a handful of one, two artists that I know that's famous, but the rest I don't really know. So even for Mika, it's the same. Like, I mean, I mean, if I check it out, maybe she might be famous, but it's also not something that everybody knows about. So I'm not too okay. sure... So- so, yeah, so ahead, I bro. looked into it. I, you sent this over. I looked into it. I, ha- I had to better understand. Uh, okay. So obviously, as we know, Proof has turned their attention. After, after the flop of their conference, they realized that they didn't really have such a strong community. So they said, okay, we're just going to focus on what we do best, which is providing <laughs> art to people, right? Which, which is great. And this, there's a, a new one there coming out which, with Mika Tajima. And she is an artist that lives in New York. And um, and she's actually, if if you look if you look through, she's actually done quite a few cool pieces before. And she really recently got into the whole sort of um, how to design art with that that takes into account the sentiment of certain aspects of modern life. And that recent one that she just released is called Archive of a Feeling, which effectively is uh, 1152 pieces, if I remember correctly. NFTs, which um, basically collect tweets from January 1st of this year, and using AI, it, it creates some sort of smoke, right? It's, it's AI-generated smoke as a result of the feelings of the people that tweeted on that particular day. It's divided in 12 different sections of the US. I'll I'll bore you with the details. But basically, first of all, I like the idea. I like the concept that you're trying to, again, it it all goes back to AI and what we all try, what a lot of people are trying to do right now, which is predicting what people's feelings and sentiments are all about, right? And then creating something, creating a visual representation of those feelings, which I understand is difficult. But I mean, guys, have a look at it. It could have created anything. So, you know, sometimes you go into those funky festivals and you see things that are moving like this and it's at least it's got some sort of shape or it responds with music. L- literally, this is just colorful smoke, right? And the way, they exp- the way she explains it, when she explains it, you're like, okay, all right, I see what you're saying. So the smoke is more or less thick depending on the number of tweets that were in that on that particular time of the day because it's it's snippets of 15 minutes from each day and then also the the color of the smoke is representative of whether people were happy or angry or or surprised or whatever it was and then the direction of the smoke is also representative of some other aspect i was like okay and then Uh, she explains that too abstract well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then she goes, she explains, she's like, I really like the content because it's about the, the idea that everything is being consumed. You know, so, so as she explains it, I was like, okay, I see what you're saying. But I mean, you know what it, it reminded me of? I'm thinking if I was in the 70s at the peak of the hippie movement 
high off my tits, like really, really high, right? And they're looking at stuff kind of like where the Beatles, when they were creating We All Live in a Yellow Submarine, there's no way those guys wrote that song when they were sober, right? And they must have been all tripping, man, having a great time. You look at this and you're like, oh my God, look at that smoke. Oh yeah, okay, I'm inspired. Yeah, this is freaking awesome. No, no, I just no. spent 50 grand on it. Oh yeah, yeah, very good. Okay, okay. Go I, 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 get what, I get what you mean. Basically, um, you know, she, she saw a smoke and then she put it in chat GPT and said, hey, give me some fancy words. And, oh. the G- and chat GPT 4 basically just said, hey, you know what? Let's do this. I mean, this is this is the abu- I find this abusive. It's like okay, you want to call it art, and but this is abusive. But the problem is not it's not what the artists are doing. The problem is the people that are going to buy it, right? And that actually think this is oh yeah, this has value. This is this is ridiculous, right? Karmic, you had your hand raised. Uh, clearly, this is not my cup of tea, but I do understand some people might like it. Karmic, over to you. Yeah, my quick thoughts about it are first about uh, proof. So basically. When you build an NFT project, there are two things you need to buy. One community, and this is like, this has been a new narrative for about a year. And second, you've got actually to build a great product. And the thing is like with Moonbirds and Moonbird Oddities, the product was not that really qualitative. And so I think it's a good idea to refocus on what they do best, which was originally like uh, art. And second, we have seen the open edition meta for uh, NFTs die a bit. So right now we are more looking for a new meta or narrative. Maybe it might be gaming, also ordinals. Um, But uh, on a broader uh, topic, um, I'm super okay with like artists exploring stuff. The thing is like, no, after all the artists drain the money out of the NFT space uh, thanks to their open editions. Uh, people are really starting to get like, to have strong requirements and to say, hey, okay, I'm, I might be okay to invest into art uh, because as an NFT, it will be an investment, but it has to be qualitative and it has to be like something serious. I'm not going to degen into open editions for nothing so to me, uh, it, the fact that it didn't do that well is also the mark like maybe of a, of a change into the NFT space, which is like, we are okay with art, we're okay with art NFTs, uh, but no, let's, let's, if you want to sell me art, it has to be related whether one to the culture, like 12 Pepe's, or second, it has to be like very qualitative and maybe more one-in-one than just open edition. Yeah, but Waki, I have to say, right, like despite I'm, for me, this kind of art, I'm super neutral because in the end, it's going to be happy buyer, happy seller, right? So as long as people sell it, they the community behind it believe like the floor is, or the price is going to pump because based off previous collection, all did well. I mean, this might do well if all of the holders have the same feeling, right? So it's happy buyer, happy seller. And if also, you miss you, it, you just got to be salty, bro. Well, you said it. I mean, okay. Dude, I will definitely not be salty for missing that the colorful smoke. But all you need to do is you need to convince 1,100 rich people in New York. That's all you need to do. And let me tell you, there are going to be plenty of these because they're there. It's super fancy. It's going to happen. There's no question. But as you rightly say, it's not – 
people 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 that create shitty products and people that who who's the who's the person to blame the person that creates it or the person that is gullible enough to buy it right and and i think i'm just hoping that with crypto unfortunately nfts have created a really bad precedent because i think we have drastically lowered our standards as to what we consider to be art or not right and as what we consider to be acceptable um or not but um I think crypto was raising the bar a little bit, so I'm hoping that we see better better art going forward. But yeah, no, not my cup of tea, very clearly. All right, guys, this is a wrap-up of today's discussion on what's hot in crypto and NFT. And I would like to do a super quick three minutes, you know, artist spotlight to one of uh, Anup's buddy, which is um, Rice Count. Go ahead, buddy. How are you doing? Yo, Hello. Thank you, everyone. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, th- uh, I just want to shout out to Anup because yeah, he just introduced me to this uh, special space. And yeah, as Asian fellow, I really love to attend this like as my daily uh, theater space. And I, lo- I also love uh, what you, uh, you guys are doing. So, yeah, thanks a lot. So, tell us a little bit more about um, the art that you design, bro. Okay, thank you. So, yeah. Uh, Hello everyone, uh, nice to meet you all, and it's my pleasure to talk in here. Uh, my name is Anika, but you can call me Dikun. I'm from Indonesia, uh, and I'm working as a delivery man in morning and also artist at night. And I've been on NFT space since uh, 2021. Uh, and I just want to share a quick story about uh, my little project uh, called Rice Count. So basically, uh, this project inspired from my life experience uh, with my family. So yeah, but my father got sick because of diabetes and we ended up selling everything we have. Because of that, sometimes we have a hard time eating food properly and every time we eat, we never leave even one rice on the plate due to how hunger we are. So every rice is count and that's become my project name, uh, Rice Count. Everything in this project uh, have a rice team. I spent one year to create this uh, universe of rice count and now I just released uh, the new version called Rice Count Legacy. This project is all hand-drawn by me and they all rice courier with the mission to spread rice all around the universe. And the name of Legacy is to use to honor my father that like that passed away a week ago. And in this collection, I'm also gonna use it for helping the hunger because I've been there and I know how scary when you cannot eat with your family. And everything is transparent because I'm the one that's sharing the food uh, around me and it's all shared on my YouTube channel that you can also watch it on my Linktree profile. And yeah, I think that's just quick introduction about me. And again, shout out to Anup that uh, seeing my project and it's meant a lot to me. Thanks a lot. All right, guys. You see, the you man. see, hand, you heard it. Hand drawn, hand drawn <laughs> by the artist. Exactly. Yes, I like it, Rascal. 100% I support you. 100% hand drawn. Uh, all right, Wacky. Let's good that let's dive into koala days, man, because I'm all about the koalas. I went to Melbourne once and I just queue up like one hour to just see the koala sleeping on the tree. So I'm all about it and I love to have you know have the speakers on stage. So how are you doing, buddy? Um you you seems like you enjoyed the space so far. Uh you send the code to me as well and I'm gonna try it, bro. <laughs> let's go. I'm excited. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having the koalas on the space. I'm stoked to see some koalas in the building. We've got a few people rocking some honoraries. 
and uh, super excited to see them in here. Yeah, this space has been great. I've been popping in the last few days too, just to see uh, to see the vibe, and it's been great. It's one of the better spaces that I've been in, and as of late, like they they've sort of gotten slightly dry, and uh, this one's lit. I love it. It's been so much fun. Yeah, we don't we don't do dry. We try to avoid that. No, no, not fun. We're here to have fun. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Actually, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Chief. I was looking at your. Uh, your PFP, it somehow it shows me two different PFP, but I love the God. It's not Terminator. What is that other movie that ah uh, with with with, <laughs> uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger that uh, with the 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 robot space that kills them? What is that other movie? Do you see his? Okay, all right, I'll 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 get it. I'll get it. And anyway, um, I'm I'm disturbing <laughs> you here. It's, uh, it's, I see he's got a koala. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you very much. He's got a predator koala. I love it. I love the way it looks. Really cool. Okay, koala day. So tell us more about, first of all, I love to hear more about you personally, um, a little bit of your background, and then what sort of you know led to starting the project. Yeah, definitely. So myself, uh, I'm behind the koala day account, but my Twitter name is Harmon or 0xHarmon. And uh, real name, Ryan Lalonde. So I am born and raised in Canada. So some people uh, find it a little strange that we're doing a koala project in Canada. But um, I got to say, you know, adorable, adorable animals. There's uh, not enough love for them in the space and they could certainly use some support. So ultimately, uh, I've been in the space for quite some time, crypto-wise, Um but NFT wise, I've been in the space since 2021 and I've, I've been mostly a holder in, gosh, I, I think probably over about 40 or 60 projects now and uh, always wanted to create something different in the space, something that was a little bit more like my vision before I joined NFTs because um, the whole idea behind uh, ownership and and royalties to artists uh, there's a lot of a lot of rights that you get within the crypto space and uh, especially with IP when it comes to IP of the nfts um, there's this sense of ownership on the IP but then the project can do whatever they want with your nft because they also reserve that right so I've always sort of found that a little odd. If I own it, then I should own it. And so that's the main goal uh, with Koala Day NFT is that you legitimately own your IP. And if we want to use the IP, so if we want to use your um, Predator Koala in some of our marketing or if we want to make a plushie out of it, we'll actually pay you uh, royalties or percentage of the sales so if we use it for marketing and we can generate some revenue through the marketing, then we'll pay you for being able to use the likeness of your koala. So that's the main thing. Um, just coming into the space, there was a lot of talk of ownership and talk of uh, building brands together, but I haven't really seen it. There's a, a lot of projects that could be a brand in a couple of days if they just put their efforts into it. Um, and so, yeah, I just felt like there was some change needed in the space. I, I've been around in crypto for about 12 years. And uh, I think at the same time, there's uh, a, lot of, a lot of loss in the, um, 
like ability to to teach people crypto it's really easy to teach people nfts right now because we're in a good a good sense of community and uh so ultimately i just want to build a community of like-minded people uh also we have right now about 27 artists that have uh, worked with us to create koala day so we do have uh myself and mace she is our uh, main artist so myself and her have created all of the artwork but we do have 27 community artists that have created one of ones so just to touch on the project quickly koala day nft is a project or a business of 3333 cartoon koala characters and with those 3333 there are 33 one of ones so a total of 33 complete unique art pieces uh, from community artists that are in web3 you may or may not know them but you certainly will after we launch because we're also focused on bringing spotlight onto the community members and uh, those that help make the space what it is today. So ultimately, we, uh, we, we have quite a bit going on in the, in the background. Right now, we're focused on creating a physical brand, like I was mentioning just a little bit earlier, with the IP. And so right now, we have... Um, quite a few products that are out as sample products just again we want to prove that we can put our money where our mouths are we've ordered a tremendous amount of sample products we've received them we've uh, gone through three different suppliers in the last four to five months and we finally reached a supplier that works really well with us so we are really treating it like a business um, the the whole idea of community has been extremely organic for us We've done uh, zero marketing in terms of mint day marketing because we believe that just growing organically and being able to have the community grow in a bear market type pace is very uh, beneficial. Like we just went through bull markets where you couldn't get to know the project before you were on to the next one. And it's like we just want to be able to have that one on one engagement with both the founders and the holders or our adoption list members for our whitelist. Sorry, yeah. I oh, rambled oh. there. <laughs> no, no, no problem, buddy. Because like I saw your profile and you basically call yourself the drip king, right? And um, when I saw in terms of like your traits, um, the store that you build, um, so it's, it's, is it more towards because your passion in terms of like, you know, apparel, design, fashion, is that, is it one of the costs that makes you say, Hey, you know what, even we haven't meant, let us release an e-com store, you know, put IP, build a brand on top of it. Is this all due to the passion that you have? Yeah, I would say like, so a uh, bit of background with me and web too, I have always been, um, like a business consultant or, I kind of wear a lot of hats. I've always launched people's local businesses online. So in my local city or in um, like Ottawa or Montreal here in Canada, I would go around and, and get these businesses to start getting online. So I was basically in between what I was doing in Web3 before Koala Day is I was uh, or still am 
uh, running a blockchain agency as well for artists trying to get into Web3. So that also helped with getting those community artists into our uh, into our mint as well. But I have a just a big passion for business. Like I love the uh, energy of like a startup and being able to really get out there and grind and um, prove everybody wrong. So I, in terms of the Drip King, I definitely wanted to uh, include some of those aspects into the business. Uh, I, the way that I started in Web3 as well, community-wise, is I used to drip out everybody's NFTs. So I would take your NFT, throw some Gucci or some Louis onto it, and uh, we'd have some fun. That, that's uh, what we did we, we, we have market. to talk after this, bro. We have to talk after oh, this. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need some drip. I need some drip. You saw it was you, so it was you uh, that was rock, doing these. The rock, I, I need some Supreme, man. All right. Sorry, sorry, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's it, man. I love it. Like that's how that's how I started, and uh, everybody kept saying when project, when project, you know. And I didn't really, uh, at the time, know what I wanted to do. I didn't want to just create a project for nothing. So Koala Day in general is like a good six months of brainstorming alone. Like love to hip hop. You see, uh, love with the koala and the coffee in his name. He's the co-founder of Koala Day with me, and we were we would spend probably a good four to six hours a day just brainstorming because we love the space, but just um, didn't really enjoy the projects that we were in. Like we like the community, but it's not really like they weren't really working with us. Uh, it's almost like we were the ones building the project for them. So yeah, we just tried to figure something out, and we landed on koalas one day. Um, he, he was really pushing on um, doing like, I forget if it was rhino, rhinos or hippos, or I forget what he wanted to do at first. Um, but he wanted, to, he kept suggesting as a joke, these random animals. Um, and koala wasn't even the first thing on our, on our minds at the time. Like we were, of course, thinking more like the, not so much apes, but how can we uh, do a play on like a derivative in a sense. But then... We just wanted to go build a real brand and not do anything half-assed. So as soon as we thought of koalas, um, I drew the outline in like 10 minutes, showed it to him, and we just started rolling with it. So the Drip King aspect is that there's a ton of traits in the collection that are uh, quite drippy. We've got some um, like original designs for the traits as well. So there's a lot of... Uh, like there's inspiration from stuff from the 90s and early 2000s, especially with the, the clothing traits and the colors that we use. So I think overall, there's a lot uh, of different things that have gone into me starting Koala Day. I'm not sure if there's one specific thing that really set it off, but I have a tremendous amount of skills and I want to utilize them and take advantage of, of N NFTs and Web3 at the same time. So we're really focused on a Web2 business that allows holders of the NFTs to really create the Web2 side. To, to, they kind of steer the direction of what koalas are we going to use? You know, what are the koalas names? So as we get into more short animations and children's books, we're only going to be utilizing the NFTs that were generated and thus creating licensing deals with the holders. So 
um, I mean, I, I do have to say, it is cool that you also, so I saw that 5% of the treasury is going to go towards supporting the koalas, right? And, uh, and so actually, let's maybe touch, touch uh, on this first. How are you planning on spending those 5% when you say supporting the koalas? Um, I anticipate you probably already partner and already have some ideas as to, you know, which entities you're going to, you know, going to contribute to back in Australia, because this is obviously their native habitat. So you want to maybe touch, touch base on that for a second. Yeah, absolutely. So originally we had um, we had everything planned out initially with the Australian Koala Foundation. So uh, truthfully, for all transparency, at this moment, we don't have an official partner. We are in talks with um, a few other conservation areas and um, foundations in Australia. But the Koala or the Australian Koala Foundation specifically has pulled out of any type of uh, NFT representation or crypto donations. So when we first started talking to them back in August, they were they were interested. Everything was good. Um, checked up with them in October, and everything was still good. And then I think it might have been maybe a month or month and a half ago, um, and they had reached out and they said that we had to remove all um, like all naming of the Koala, Australian Koala Foundation. So originally we were set on donating uh, 3% of all revenue. So that includes physical product sales, that includes uh, digital sales, uh, NFT mint, royalties, however we get money, 3% of that. So not 5%, but 3% is actually going back towards a Koala Foundation. So right now, like I said, we don't have one officially. I am hoping to lock down an agreement before we do adoption day. But if not, um, we are talking with a, a few different places right now. So I'm pretty, um, yeah, I'm pretty confident that we're going to get a good partner going. There's a couple that if we, there's one I'm talking to right now where they'll actually allow us to visit um, the koalas and, and we can set up times where we can gain access into that um, conservation yeah, area. I anticipate, presumably, you have more than one ways and more than different entities that are doing this. You probably have also some, just also personally, um, personally, emotionally, emotionally attached to koalas, people over there that are doing things in, on a private basis. So I'm sure that finding ways of supporting this is not going to be all that difficult uh, in the end of the day, if, even if the governments don't want to do it, because they must have also some weird pressures from the, um, well, some of the big entities might have pressures from the governments not to support, obviously, the crypto industry. Cormac, you have your hand raised. Yeah, Harmon, uh, maybe you can give us a little further detail about this. But actually, originally, there was a project based on like supporting koalas. Uh, and they actually rugged. Is that right? Is that the reason why the koala uh, Australian Koala Foundation doesn't want to get involved with more uh, NFT projects? And I mean, it's like yeah. so shameful. It's so shameful to do a project, to do some marketing about yeah, we're gonna help koalas, and then you rug the whole project. It's like, but tell us a bit more about it, and uh, and yeah, how can uh, bridging Web three to Web two, thanks to IP, can help also like good causes and like animal protection, for instance. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in general, yes, definitely. Um, it was Koala Intelligence Agency. There was uh, another Ethereum Koala project um, that I think they had rugged back in October. 
and uh, basically that that must be the the decision that kind of changed it over um, because they did have really good partnerships with the Australian Koala Foundation. They also had some partnerships with local hospitals in Australia that um, like veterinarian hospitals. So they really were making uh, a tremendous amount of real change, which I I thought was so strange that um, that they just decided to, to stop and stop. I am talking with the foundation that they originally uh, were donating to as well. They they had uh, donated a ton of supplies to the Corumban Wildlife Hospital. And so that is something that we're also looking into. We know they accept ETH donations still. They aren't phased by the Koala Intelligence Agency rug. Um, so they're, they're still willing to to accept that and to, to go forward. So I'm, I'm still deciding uh, if we want to do like one full partnership or multiple, kind of like you mentioned, there are a lot of entities, a lot of foundations that are willing to support, especially with all of the uh, devastation that's happened in the last few years. So we've been uh, very thoughtful when we're creating traits and we're creating um, the ability to be a PG brand. So when it comes to Web 2 and Web 3 and getting people into Web 3, um, there's no real better way than just creating a brand that people know and love without understanding that it's an NFT. Uh, and then we can start going into, yeah, if you hold one of these koalas, you can actually shape the business. You can own the koala that's on your TV screen or on your computer screen. So I think it's it's a bit different where um, we're not really like creating merch for the sake of getting our holders to buy it. Um the physical products like the houseware, the streetwear, the accessories, all of those things that we create, the holders um, essentially earn like a, a near complete discount, like a near cost discount, because we're not trying to sell to our holders. Um, that is like the biggest mistake of projects is trying to sell only to your holders. So we're giving them um, like a, a 35% discount. So we, we keep 5% for conversion through um, processing fees, but 35% discount on our products physically as we have a 40% markup uh, for the public. So we plan on making majority of revenue through the public and having our uh, holders really be the marketing. And how do we do that? We allow them to purchase that cost because we don't uh, need to make money off of them. We're not here to abuse our holders and uh, try to get them to buy something new every couple of months that we create. Uh, we're really here to, to, to create together and to have you benefit from what we're building. So on this note, actually, I've got a follow-up question considering exactly what you just said, which is, and, and it's good, it's, a, it's, a, it's an innovative model in the sense that, as you rightly say, you kind of don't really need, you're not doing this to sell to the holder. So how are you set up in terms of funding then? Are, we, are you actually saying that you don't really need those uh, NFTs to sell in order for the project to, to survive? Or how are you, you know, how are you planned with all this? Yeah, pretty much. That's actually the exact vibe. Um, whether or not we adopt five koalas or we adopt a, a thousand koalas or we mint out, um, it doesn't really change the trajectory. Like we are still running the business in Web2 regardless. Um, I've uh, registered everything as an official business. I plan on continuing to build a brand around these koalas, whether the NFTs are successful or not. 
So I'm very adamant in telling people like, look, if you want to join in on this, like we're going to go hard, whether we're 10 people or five people, because it really doesn't matter. Um, in terms of funding, of course, uh, my crypto trading habits are funding the majority of it. I've been in crypto since 2012, uh, in uh, official exchanges since 2012. I've been uh, mining Bitcoin since early 2010. So, um, yeah, like funding really isn't necessarily an issue. Uh, I've got a tremendous amount of money. I also have a full-time job, so I'm not um, relying on the project to fund my life. So I have a full-time job. I'm actually working technically right now, um, but there's a bit of a fire going on and uh, our entire network is down. So it's really not a huge deal. I'm not stealing money from my company or anything. But yeah, like I, uh, I does, does not matter. We set mint low. We set mint 0.015 for whitelist or adoption list holders and 0.025 for the public. So ultimately, um, we're not relying on mint funds. We could do it entirely without mint funds. And mint is only going to garner 60 ETH. So if we were relying on mint funds, I would be really worried because 60 ETH is not a lot to run a business. But 60 ETH is a tremendous amount to give back to the community, to give back to koalas. And to be able to hold um, a little bit of a fund to be able to do things in Web3 while we bankroll the Web2 side. Yep. And um, this is rather interesting because it's kind of like tied back to what I do previously in terms of my Web2 Web businesses, right? So the way I look at it is like, you know, the main generator is going to be, for example, the IP the uh, products or the merchandise that you guys sell, right? And then later on, where where the NFT expect come to it is like, hey, you know, we are selling merchandises, we are using koalas, right? And in terms of, you know, wanting to have that whole Web3, um, you know, in, in terms of like the IP and stuff like that, that is whereby the NFT comes. And, you know, if the products are selling well, I'm using, for example, uh, the second uh, koala, basically the holders of the NFT can get the revenue, right? So is the business set up in terms of running the whole company like an e-commerce company? Because I know, for example, running an e-commerce company, you need to have like marketing, Facebook ads, you know, all, all sorts of ads, inbound content, email marketing and stuff like that. So is that all the things that you guys are doing right now? Yeah, right now we've like heavily focused on uh, a lot of SEO. So ending narrowing down the seo to try and get on those front pages um there's a heavy amount of tiktok marketing you a lot of web product marketing that's going on right now we have generated some sales through tiktok alone already which is really neat so um say we're not spending enough on web to marketing but we're also not trying to go um too hard before we create the real products because everything we're creating right now is purely sample um, because the products for the true business have to come from the nfts they have to come from the holders so that we can pay them uh, for their license or for their ip rather so yeah like the overall um on the on this side of the business i would say it's pretty much a way for you to hold the NFT, make money with the IP, shape the business. But at the same time, uh, you pretty much have legitimate access or exclusive access, like discounted access to everything that we do. So 
like I said before, if you're a holder of us, we're not here to exploit you. So, I mean, we're thinking long term. We're not necessarily just e-commerce. Um, we are already, well, of course, Amazon and Walmart are still e-commerce, but uh, we've we've created and been approved for Amazon and Walmart so we can start um, storing at their warehouses as well so that this way um, they're able to process the orders and do everything from an Amazon warehouse, which will be really cool. We can uh, start to promote through Amazon affiliates as well. So there's a lot of ways that we can uh, allow our holders to, to earn money, not only by the uh, licensing, but also through like referrals or affiliate links to purchase the products. So if you're wearing, if you're wearing like the Koala Day shirt out and about, and let's say you have like a QR code for your affiliate link, boom, they can buy it. And then you earn off of that as well. So that's pretty well um, all stuff that's been thought of for the e-commerce side, but we are focused on becoming a physical brand in retail long term so i mean for for the fun's sake i I would say maybe not netflix because netflix has gone down downhill but you know i could see uh like a koala netflix animated series and then from there um i think would would really help get into physical stores having some sort of presence where people can take you everywhere so i think that'll really come when we can create short animations for kids to spend all day watching Man, this is pretty pretty impressive that you, you really set up, um, as you say, to just uh, doing a Web2 business and you've already struck pretty much partnership, partnership with uh, Amazon and Walmart. So, I mean, those, those are big, you know, those are big partnerships. So that's uh, very, very interesting. Uh, Karmic, you've got your hand raised. Yeah, um, I have two questions. My, my first question is, how confident are you in your ability to mint out and also to maintain the floor price uh what have you thinking about and second my question would be can you give us whitelist <laughs> karmic can i answer the first question for can i answer the first question for him he don't care man he doesn't he doesn't care about minting out or maintaining the floor price and and pun intended this is just a pet project that he's doing and you know if people want to buy people want to buy <laughs> sorry man <laughs> you go <laughs> yeah no i would say like for the most part i i I would agree. I think some people, um, like, especially, you know, from the flipping standpoint, don't agree that I don't care whether or not we mint out. Um, cause I'm really here for those that buy in, uh, like it is something that we're looking to, to build out and become, this is like my life now, essentially I've dedicated, I've, I've, I'm confident that the business is going to work out. So whether or not we mint out, I think ultimately might just be based on sentiment of, Maybe we're not um, very hype. Maybe we're not extremely flippable because of hype. But I think from my experience in minting NFTs, I really do think that with the cute meta, with the like IP dynamic IP partnership, with the physical products we've already created, with the track record behind us in these last like six months building the project to where we are now, I think people are going to like last minute FOMO in. Um, I just really feel like people are going to blow up when they see these. They're uh, like a pinata. You whack it, you get your koala, you see what it is right away. There's no waiting period. So when they start rolling out, I think people are going to start posting them. And so I, I honestly don't have a concern about mint out. I think we'll mint out um, probably in the first 30 hours. 
um, like in public rather, not not during a whitelist. But yeah, I, I honestly think that we'll sell out within 30 hours of public. It's not difficult. Our supply is quite low as well. And we have uh, we have a great community behind us. Like they're very loud and proud. So I think that when people see us and we also have uh, not to name drop, but we've got some good ties in with the space riders. So I think that that will um, do some magic as well. Come more last minute, the alien friends and the space riders will come out. Uh, I've been vibing with them forever and they're all starting to finally uh, pay attention. So I think timeline wise, people are catching on late uh, and I'm not sure if that's because I, I I ran it too organically, but I'm also not concerned uh, just because I think once people really see it uh, as as out there and mintable, then people will will FOMO in and grab it. In terms of floor price, I'm not sure. You know, I hate to make um, like assumptions or I hate to kind of play on it, but I don't see the floor price necessarily being an issue. Um, I think. The holders that we have right now are diamond hands, or at least they're very dedicated to what we're doing. They believe in the cause. Of course, there might be some that are just here for the whitelist. We've done a tremendous amount of, of hard work curating the adoption list so that there are not bots or very few bots. I'm sure that there are probably around five or six bots on the adoption list right now. And so we're trying to continue to research that. But um, that's not too bad. So I think floor price will not dump for the sake of being that like it won't dump because they're all uh, botted or it won't dump because people got their uh, cheap 0.015 NFT. Um, that is definitely not going to happen in my opinion. Again, anything can happen in the space. But yeah, whether or not we mint out, no worries. However, I do think we're going to mint out. I think we'll mint out quite fast. Floor-wise, I think we're going to be okay. I expect holders um, holder count to be roughly 35% with the breakdowns that we've done with the NFTs. So I think that's a pretty healthy number to initiate some sales. Like secondary, around 35% is pretty healthy. People look at that and they're willing to jump in. So we've tried to make adoption list um, not bring our holder count down too much. So there, there's definitely a lot that's gone in. I, I know I haven't really talked much about your traditional web three hype stuff. Um, there is definitely there's things planned for the NFTs long term, of course, like a little hint here. Uh, we need to procreate, you know, we need to help build up that koala population again. So uh -oh. there are uh, a tremendous well, amount of male and female koalas. So we will, uh, we're, we're going to have some fun. It's like 50-50 here, 50-50 for male and female. And there is certainly some utility to uh, at least holding one of each long term. But um, we're, we're not really trying to, again, build off too much hype. So if you're in the community, you probably know a little bit about like what we're planning on doing with the NFTs. Um, but I, I ultimately want to make sure that we stay realistic and things change so quickly that uh, the Web 2 stuff is solid. It, it's going to be the same probably for the next three years, but it's like Web 2 changes on a week-to-week -week basis. So uh, we're really trying to stay current and not make promises that we know three weeks from now won't be all that great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. 
under promise or yeah. deliver, but uh, <laughs> yeah, my uh, Karik Car- Car- still wants to ask the second question, right? And guys, yes, um, you know, the team has uh provided us with uh whitelist numbers, so hey, all you have to do is like, retweet the space, follow the speakers, and we will do the raffle once uh the space is done. And and Karmic, you know, you know what uh, what Herman doesn't tell you? He's coming for your pudgies. He's got a deal with Walmart already. Luca and his picture over there with Walmart. Psh, that ain't nothing, man. He's coming for your pudgies. <laughs> and uh, you heard it here. You already, you, you already know we have some pudgies on lock here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, huge and, man. Yeah, but love, you, love his intelligence. Just love his intelligence. And he's, he's a member of the pudgy ecosystem. So we're definitely going to... To mean, this, to mean this, and that's actually how we met. So shout out to love. But yeah, it was just on a on a realistic like note, like the best marketing for a project is to be trending on OpenSea, and um, and yeah, that's. I think we might have a good surprise. But me, I will definitely mint my couple. I hope I will get a male and a female, and I hope I will help procreate. But with well, that's it. You heard it here first, boys and girls. The alpha is there. Koala banging on the horizon. Get your koalas. When on this note? When is midday? When uh, when is it all happening? So for anyone that's uh, looking to get involved, tell us tell us more. Let's finish up on this note. Absolutely. Thank you again for having me up here and, and, and listening to me ramble on. I, I tend to not leave notes in front of me, so I um, I just kind of go with the flow. But mint day, adoption day, we like to call it. We're we're really focused on changing every word so i'm gonna trail off for a moment but earlier i said that we are building koala cartoon characters or cartoon koala characters so we're really trying to break away from not necessarily break away like it's not a negative to say nft but in order to really gain that uh, attraction from the, the general public we are going forward calling them cartoon koala characters so koala day ckc not nft uh so that's just a little something cartoon koala characters is exactly how we're going to discuss them um basically in any business presentation going forward now for adoption day for mint day we're looking at march 22nd so we're looking at uh next wednesday exactly a week from today so if you have adoption list you will be able to adopt one free koala plus gas and you have the option of paying for an additional two koalas for 0.015 plus gas. So really, really um, quite affordable. It was extremely affordable uh, a couple of weeks ago. ETH has kind of jumped up a little bit, but that's okay. Um, it kind of plays with our hearts. So public, if you don't have adoption list, is going to be on March 23rd. So that's on Thursday next week. Uh, times are not set out yet at the moment, especially for public. I think um, we're probably going to uh, announce the time, uh, but probably much closer to like probably on Thursday, uh, we'll announce the time just so that we don't have people with too much time to get their bots ready. So public is 0.025 and you will be able to mint a total of three. So if you have adoption list and you mint your three on the 22nd, we are wiping and resetting the adoption, um, sorry, not the adoption list, but the limit, the wallet limit. So you are able to mint an additional three, although you just won't have your free one again. So you are able to technically mint six total. 
Um, but the overall is um, you don't have to. You can just get your free one and then mint an additional two if you'd like. So the main thing is get that free one in your hands and, uh, you know, have the ability to take part in the ecosystem. You can purchase all of our products at near cost. And you can also um, join our community and create a story behind your koala. One thing that I didn't touch on, and, and I'll, I'll take just a minute here, is through the process of building, we've created a tremendous amount of stories with our holders. So every time that we create an honorary like Chiefs um, or Loves, we actually build a story to reveal them. So we do a pre-reveal, we ask people to engage a ton, and then we release it. So we've done a lot of storytelling building up to it. So the honoraries themselves have a good place in our story. And now we're getting ready to build a new story with the holders. So next week, Wednesday and Thursday, I hope everybody here has adoption list or gets adoption list in a few minutes. And then we can rock out on Wednesday and adopt some koalas and make a difference. Because again, we are donating 3% of all revenue. So that's physical products, digital sales and NFTs uh, to a koala foundation or multiple koala foundations. We are open to anything. Uh, amazing. Love it. Puke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So, I mean, there are tons of things that you, you are doing, just not just e-commerce, but because even previously you said about, you know, children's books, you talk about, you know, building the IP. So I think it's just in terms of how can we, once, you know, releasing the NFT, how can you actually just, you know, monetizing that IP into different types of products? It can be tons of things, uh, you know, children's books, um, soft toy, e-commerce, merchandisers, and it, it seems like you have that whole thing mapped out uh, in terms of how you want to build like that sustainable revenue for NFT project. And hey, man, like right now, it's all about, you know, projects are drying up, people are looking for alternative uh, rep revenues to come in multiple streams so if this is you know since day one things that you have been planning out i just you know uh, wish you all the best and i hope to see like next week in terms of adoption you know everybody able to you know kind of like contribute a little bit absolutely absolutely i really appreciate that too like i'm uh, i'm super excited i we've been putting a tremendous amount of thought into everything like I wanted to make sure that we weren't just starting a project to start a project. Um, you know, we're, we're here and we're real about it, which I think is, again, probably part of the reason as to why we are still so organic in terms of like follower count and stuff is we've really put a lot of focus on building the business as opposed to just marketing the brand. So the marketing is going to come. There's no doubt about it. We've got a large marketing budget, but we didn't want to spend it pre-adoption day, pre-mint. Uh, we didn't want to waste money on gaining people's attention to mint an NFT. We want to gain their attention by earning our holders money with our licensing deals. So as we grow, the money or the uh, the total revenue amount it will grow as well. Like you can make more money as we make more money. So yeah, early on, it's going to be uh, ground level. You know, it is essentially a startup. So we are going to be creating uh, plushies and children's books are like the first things we're focused on. We have our suppliers and we have writers ready to go. So we are going to be doing that as soon as we start minting. Uh, within the first week, we're going to be picking a couple of koalas and making our first children's book. And we'll create the very first koala plushie as well. So those are plans for immediately after mint. 
And uh, yeah, we're, we're basically just going to somewhat go with the flow of how, um, how the brand grows, but we're here for the long run and we're going to do it no matter what. Awesome. Well, look, many congratulations. Uh, all the best for Adoption Day, as you say. Uh, you heard it. Uh, you heard it. It's 22nd. Keep your eyes peeled. In terms of giveaways, uh, so how many do we have to give out? All right. So I can take it over from here. So we are picking 10 people to win the whitelist today. So all you have to do is just to like, retweet the spaces, and we will announce the winner after the show. And guys, I mean... You know, we started off, you know, some of it is from uh, Asia Web3 motherfuckers. Some of you guys are from Daily Dose Asia. And I'm excited to review this. If, guys, just a little bit quick update. Even Wacky don't know what I'm going to announce. All right. So basically, oh, 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 oh. All right. So basically, guys, next week onwards, Poap is back. All right. Ooh, and yes, this time I'm doing it a little bit different because... You, we basically want to, you know, give back value to you guys. I've been discussing with the Kaiju Friends team. And all you have to do is we will run a weekly raffle, all right? So basically, every week, we are giving away our race. So if you don't know what our race is about, basically, there are tons of utility. It's from the Kaiju Kings. Uh, you know, you can purchase good whitelists. Like, you know, they have like Ghost Boys. They have Mumoguru. Any, you know, projects that is trending, basically, the Kaiju Kings has it. So we are giving out weekly up uh, three winners we will pick. Um, all you have to do is, you know, join the show, collect the poap. And if you have five of the poap, which is that whole week, um, on Monday, we will do something called opening the store. And during the show, we will announce the winner, which is anybody who has five um, pull-ups, you can join it. We will pick three of it and uh, basically just giving out our race every week moving forward. So this is just one initiative that you know I've been discussing with uh, the Kaiju Friends team. You know, utilizing their arrays, building up, giving back value to you guys. So I hope you guys are excited. And once again, you know, thank money, you for money, 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 money. <laughs> yeah. And if if you guys know arrays, uh, right now is it isn't that good. But it was once at seven USD. Right now, it's hover between like twenty cents or something like that. So no problem. You know, you can keep it. You can convert it to ETH. You can you know use it to purchase merchandises. You can use it to buy whitelist. Totally up to you guys. All right. Once again, thank you for being a part of the Asia Web3 motherfuckers powered by PewCast, the Rock Radio of Asia with you guys. I believe we are one step ahead in building the most genuine community in Asia. And thank you again, Karmic. Thank you again, Kola Day, for being here, sharing your vision, and I'm excited. All the best for your Monday.